The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Recently, I've been dreaming of an icy cold location (laughs) anywhere other than Central California. We've seen record heat here, upwards of 110 degrees. All we could really do is hide in the studio with the AC on and dream up shows. Though I found a really interesting one for this episode, and in one of the coldest places in the U.S., Oh, really? Do tell. (laughs) Nome, Alaska. Ah, the subject of the movie, The Fourth Kind. Mm, Yes. There are many strange and unexplained disappearances that occur in this tiny remote town. This is Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, joined by co-host Eddie V, or also known as Eddie on the Go. Oh my god, you guys, he's leaving us again. (laughs) Only for two weeks this time. I'll be in Portugal and the Azores recording footage for my Eddie on the Go YouTube channel. On with the show. I still think you shouldn't be allowed to leave, but fine. (laughs) Sorry. Nome, Alaska is a small town on the southern shore of the Seaward Peninsula on Alaska's western coast. It only has a population of around 4,000. The Norton Sound is nearby, which is part of the Bering Sea. There's only about 160 miles between the United States and Russia, with the Bering Sea dividing us. There aren't many options to come in and out of Nome. You either fly, come in by boat, or in some cases drive. Nome dates back to the early 20th century as it is famous for its gold mining and dog sled races. This town is unusually remote. Though Nome has a significant importance to the Northwest Alaska area. It contains two airports, a harbor, two radio stations, and a satellite campus for the University of Alaska Fairbanks. It is filled with major amenities for the tribal villages in its vicinity, a direct link to the modern world for tribes. Though, from the 1960s into current times, there are a number of mysterious disappearances. Earlier on, many male tribe members would simply just disappear. Like 21-year-old Eric Apatiki. In October of 2004, 
he left his tribal village on St. Lawrence Island and headed to Nome. He had planned to visit his pregnant girlfriend as well as cash in a permanent dividend fund check, since Nome was the closest thing to a large city. The native Inupiat village elders warned their tribe of Nome and stated all should be wary of this town. Eric continued on his journey despite the warnings and was never heard from again. He vanished without a trace. Around this time, he wasn't the only tribal villager to go missing. And this caught the attention of the FBI. The FBI found no traces of any foul play, animal attacks, and just really had no answers. Outside of the tribal disappearances, there was the unexplained disappearance of Ernest Satius. There are little to no details in this disappearance. Though the last place Ernest was seen in 1987 was the Polaris Hotel in Nome. The 24-year-old man was last seen leaving the hotel and was never seen or heard from again. I would have to say it's a little odd to go missing from a town that small. After reviewing the map and satellite photos of the town, it's a tight cluster. It's not as though if there are large highways dividing one side from the other. It's hard to believe someone just disappears in the middle of that town. Right. It's only got like 4,000 people in it. I mean, how do you just, you know, disappear? This next one, it's possible to have had something go wrong and no one would have seen. John Koizuna was reported missing in December of 2010 by family after he had left a note at the family's cabin, indicating that he would be walking to Nome from their Cape Woolley cabin. He was familiar with the area and was known to go on long walks alone. Searches produced not even a trace of John. However, the December snow made the search efforts difficult. Moving on to 2016, 36-year-old Joseph Balderas, an experienced outdoorsman, was last seen at mile marker 44 along the Nome Council Highway on June 26, 2016. The following day, he did not show up for work and was reported missing. Since several had seen his truck on the side of the highway, it wasn't hard for authorities to find his truck. Search crews worked tirelessly to find Joseph. The sheriff stated he yelled with a megaphone by the truck and the river. He later stated that he felt something was really off about the scene. 
Even dogs were brought in. They picked up his scent by the truck, but it never led them anywhere away from the truck. It was as if he vanished in thin air. Yeah, that one is strange. If an animal attack had occurred, something would have been left behind. Blood, torn clothing, something. Yeah. Even foul play by a human. There would have been something left behind. Right. Some kind of evidence. Mm-hmm. Later, a court declared a presumptive death, but his family believes foul play, as well as the private investigator the family hired. Joseph was planning to move to Juneau later in the year, open a law practice, and marry his fiancée. Then, of course, this next one is just completely bizarre. On August 30th, 2020, Florence Helen Okpiluk was camping in a tent very, very close to town, near the ocean. She could have easily been seen by someone in town. Florence was seen in the tent by passersby on September 1st, 2020. The next day, her parents were unable to locate her and reported her missing. When authorities located her tent, it was undisturbed, and her jacket and shoes were left behind outside the tent. Uh, yeah, who just walks off without their shoes? Right. Something's definitely off there. Mm-hmm. And let me guess, she just vanished into thin air, no clues or evidence left behind. Yeah, you see the pattern in Nome, yeah. Alaska? <laughs> There were major search efforts by helicopter and ground and even a submarine robot. To this day, no one knows where the 33-year-old disappeared to. These particular missing person cases took place in and very near Nome, but there's one that stuck out to me because of one detail. The one detail was something that occurred in Florence's disappearance as well. Hmm. Okay. Okay. The town of Wasilla in Alaska is about 537 miles away from Nome. It would take an hour to fly there. 15-year-old Michael Palmer was riding his bike with three friends after a late-night party that they snuck off to in Wasilla. As they rode home, it was about 4 a.m. The boys had had a few beers and at one point became separated from Michael on their bicycles. He was later reported missing and after extensive searches, his bike and shoes were found. Ah, just like Florence, shoes were left behind. And this is Alaska, so really, yeah. you know. Right. So you see where I was going there, right? Uh, <laughs> Even uh, though this happened a significant distance from Nome in Wasilla, a coincidental piece of information sort of ties these kind of together a little. But it assists in possible theories that we will get into later. Um, based on the missing person cases in Nome, a pretty popular movie was created, The Fourth Kind. 
It was created in documentary style and of course sprinkled with Hollywood, but as you can guess, it's blaming the mysterious disappearances in Nome on alien abductions. Of course. <laughs> Obviously here at Unexplained Realms, anything is possible, but moving on to some theories, there is a heavy theory that has always floated around and that's of a potential serial killer in that area. And what a perfect location to hide out. No mm -hmm. one would ever suspect. Mm -hmm. A small cabin in the woods, some yep. heavy watching and stalking locals. Textbooks. Yeah, that theory definitely has some potential. In my books, just uh -huh. some potential. Another theory, or more like a legend, is the Kushtaka. I probably didn't say that right. It was believed that otters are actually shapeshifters, and they shift into the form of men. Then they lure and trap their victims' souls in order to prevent them from reincarnating. This legend dates back at least 10,000 years, originating among the Tinglet people, indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest coast of North America. Tinglet means people of the tides. They believed that the Kushaka lured their victims in by making noises that sounded like a woman or a child in distress. They warned that the Kushaka deceived people with their cute appearance and playful nature, but they were evil shapeshifters that simply wanted to consume your soul and leave you wandering the frozen tundra for eternity. Oddly enough, Kushaka are terrified of dogs, and those that own dogs would be safe. Good thing there are a lot of dogs in Alaska. All right. <laughs> Though I'm not sure if I am a believer in this theory. Mm. Sounds like something mothers tell their unruly children. Yeah. Mm. Kind of like the kukui. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt that way too, but I had to throw it in there. You never know. I mean, yeah. what if there is like this otter creature flying around, like otter man snatching people? You never know. Yeah. Mm. I'm not really invested in this theory, however, I'm not sure I believe in the serial killer theory either. It is said that people started going missing in the 1960s and continue to go missing in current times. Could that just, could that be just one person for all those years? I mean, like a serial killer ring? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The alien theory, uh, maybe. We are pretty open-minded here at the show, but one thing is clear, the movie created about the town was completely false. It was a pseudo-documentary, just like the Blair Witch Project. Totally. Mm -hmm. It claims that there was some alien invasion in Nome, Alaska, but there was not. I'm not saying these disappearances are not connected to aliens, but the movie is not real. <laughs> Typical Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I've read that certain areas in Alaska have the highest amount of alien sightings we've seen anywhere. So anything is possible. Yeah. Listeners, what do you think? Are these disappearances the work of a serial killer? A shape-shifting mythical creature? Or various alien abductions? Let us know. But for now, we're just going to leave this to the realms of the unexplained. Is that a wrap? Yeah, I need to turn it. Okay, yeah. With you on that. Yeah. One. If you're new, 
You can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you. This podcast is supported by Anchor.fm and V Media Studios.